0: Well, our scripture readings this Sunday speak a lot about prophets. Have you ever met a prophet? Do you know what it is that prophets do? Our contemporary use of the words prophet and prophecy have drifted from the original meaning of those words. Today, when someone is called a prophet, we usually mean that they're some sort of visionary with some insight into the future. Prophecy is commonly misunderstood to mean some arcane writings with some veiled illusions to future events. You know, things that would be useful to know about in advance, like climate change and murder hornets and a global pandemic. But a careful reading of the Bible makes it pretty clear that this isn't what we mean when we talk about prophets. Prophets. Biblically, I think the first definition of a prophet would be someone who speaks for God. Old Testament prophets like Elijah and Elisha traveled the ancient world doing what God commanded and speaking God's word, often to people who really didn't want to hear it. Today's first reading from 2 Kings finds the prophet Elisha traveling to Shunem in the north of ancient Israel. And he's welcomed by this very generous childless couple, uh, and they show him remarkable hospitality. They even give him his own room. And they are rewarded for their generosity by the birth of the son that they had longed for. Elisha was a prophet not because he predicted their future, but because his word, really God's words, had power. But because Elisha and the other Old Testament prophets spoke the truth, God's truth, their words often were not all that welcome. If you read some of the prophetic writings of the Old Testament, and I hope you have, you know that the vast majority of their preaching isn't about some distant future. These prophets were called by God to speak to their own people and to call them back to fidelity to their covenant with God. They spoke out to condemn their people's worship when it had become decadent and empty, and they denounced their people's failure to act with justice and charity. If you have a few moments to spare in the coming week, I encourage you to read the prophet Hosea. We're used to hearing the lovely poetry of Hosea, particularly in that song from uh, the monks at Weston Priory, Come back to me with all your heart, don't let fear keep us apart. It's really lovely, but it's taken from about six lines in Hosea. For the rest of the book, Hosea is enraged at his people's faithlessness, condemning them and telling them, that their sins will have horrible, horrible consequences. But the prophets didn't just speak. They also took action. They would do outrageous things to demonstrate to people in very graphic ways that God was paying attention and was calling them to accountability. So Hosea married a notorious prostitute. The prophet Jeremiah waved his filthy underwear at people. They were the performance artists of their own day, trying to shock people out of their complacency. Well, here's a newsflash. In the ancient world, people didn't like being shocked or scolded any more than people like that today. And so the prophets made enemies, and many of them were killed for speaking the words that God gave them. In the Gospel today, Jesus reminds his followers to welcome the prophets. But he also reminds us that there is a cost to discipleship. We have to place our love of him above even our families and to take up our own crosses. And this isn't the kind of news that any of us really wants to hear. But it is the kind of prophetic speech that is designed to shake us out of our complacency and call us back to the deep love of God that impels us towards the love of our neighbors and the love of justice. When Jesus speaks this confounding sentence, whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it, I actually find that kind of comforting. Because it's a reminder that whenever we think we are losing and that's been very much on my mind these past six months, and whenever we think we're finding something, God may have other plans for us that may seem like crosses to take up, but may actually be how his providence is worked out. When all of our plans have become provisional because of this pandemic, we are called to a new kind of trust in God's providence that may in itself be prophetic. So where are the prophets today? Who is empowered to speak God's word in ways that are powerful and that change the world? Well, look around you. Look at the people in the next pew or perhaps on the couch next to you if you're at home. These are our prophets today. At our baptism... Each of us was anointed with sacred chrism with the words, as Christ was anointed priest, prophet, and king, so may you live as members of his body sharing everlasting life. By our baptism, we have been anointed to speak God's word, to call our neighbors and our people to justice and charity, and to accept the cross that comes with that when we live and speak and struggle and trust and love for his sake, then we can trust that we will have a prophet's reward.